I'm 55 actually. So I'm in a really unique situation. I had always wanted to have kids, but I had gotten to that point where I had just sort of just come to terms with the fact that I felt like I'd missed it, you know, and it's, it's something that was actually really hard for me to deal with. You know, I felt like I felt like I missed something. Welcome to the Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddie. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have this gentleman on. It's none other than Patrick Gallagher. Thanks for taking the time, sir. How you doing? No problem. How you doing? I'm, I got to wear the... I mean, I'm going to take these off. I don't really need to see you that well. I can't see a damn thing, but I'm, I'm getting old. Well, we're, the good thing is, is we're talking. It's not like, you know, you're doing a teleprompter interview. So this is all good. We're going to be talking about a lot of great things, especially your latest project, The Tiger's Apprentice. You play one of the animal warriors, the dog. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about acting, all that good stuff. But I love bringing good guys like yourself, not only the, who I'm fans of with their craft, but also, too, they're like me. They're a dad. You recently became a dad. Congratulations yep. on that, sir. Talk to me. Thank you, you very found much. Out you're going to be a dad, man. What was going well, through your mind? Yeah, that's my that's my newest project. That was December <laughs> December twenty third, twenty twenty three. The incredible day, uh, beautiful Mabel came. Uh geez, I found out. I was a little surprised. You know, I mean, I, I'm a little bit older. Um, I'm fifty five actually, so I'm in a really unique situation. I had always wanted to have kids, but I had gotten to that point where I had just sort of just come to terms with the fact that I felt like I'd missed it. You know, and it's it's something that was actually really hard for me to deal with you know i felt like i felt like i had missed something and then this was a bit of a surprise and at first i was like whoa you know i had just spent all this time setting myself ready for you know my future life i just bought a condo i just sort of felt like i was moving into a new phase and all of a sudden it's like what the heck it threw me for a bit of a loop but i gotta tell you i i have really great friends and really great family and i spent you know the first few months of the summer talking to them and thinking about it and realize that it's the greatest thing that ever happened. There was a decision as to whether or not we wanted to pr proceed with it. And I'm just so happy now that the decision was made the way it was. It was, it was a real gift, really a gift. So greatest thing ever happened. A lot of damn work. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah. And it's hard now because of the situation, because my girlfriend is in the Netherlands. So we, I'm away right now. I was there for the first, for the birth and for the first month. So we're in a situation where the first year is going to be kind of difficult. I need to be away to set some stuff up here, yeah. get things ready, get work, you know. So it's a lot of immigration. Paperwork, hell, because nothing I hate more than paperwork. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, you always like, if you're filling out something, whether it's online or God forbid you're writing something and you mess up, like trying to get passports from my daughters and i totally started writing my information on theirs i'm like yeah great i gotta go back and not even start from square one right i did that yesterday i'm like is this my information is this their information and then i tried to and when you're my age this is not easy i tried to i started trying to write the forms out and yeah. it's just my 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 writing is terrible so then i figured hey it's 2023 there's got to be some app where I can fill this in, like on the computer on my iPad. I figured that out, but boy, that take a long time, man. <laughs> Holy smokes! But it was, yeah. I finally got some of it done, and you know, it's uh, that's that's the hardest part is being away. Because I, I got to tell you, there is, uh, you know this, but especially for me in my situation, when I thought that I had missed something, it, it's 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 almost like. 
I don't know if you ever, you know, regretted not doing something or getting to a restaurant or going to a restaurant or something, but to be able to go back and get it, you know, after the fact is just incredible. I mean, unfortunately, she has my nose and she looks a lot more like me than I would like, you know. I mean, her mother's very beautiful, so I wish she looked more like her mother. So I'm hoping that will go, but she got this, and I'm going to be apologizing for that my entire life. The entire family got this. Our entire family has this, what I call the queen nose, which is my mother's maiden name. So I have two daughters, and they when they first were born, I felt like they had some facial features like me, but now they're more looking like my wife, and that's a better oh, thing. <laughs> I, hope so. I hope so. I hope so. And I'm really actually really so just thrilled to have a daughter too i mean i would have been fine with either one i mean it's hard to explain you know yeah. I, i'm one of those people now that i used to my friends i used to not like were like I, they tell me you can't understand I'm like well yeah i can't i'm a little pissed off but i'm part of that club now yeah you know and i used to i used to watch tv and see commercials for diapers and baby stuff and i really felt like i had missed something you know like i had separated my generation um so now I feel like I'm back in the stream, so to speak. Nice. I'm back on that generation train. It's incredible. It really is. I'm very happy for you and your family. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's like, yeah, for me, you know, we're both girl dads and it's this bond that you have. Like they'll always have your back. You always want to make sure that they're taken care of. And and it's great. Yeah. Like everyone, like I'm the third. So my, you know, my dad, my grandpa was a senior. My dad was, my dad was a junior and I'm the third. And everyone's like, when we're having both kids, they're like, are you going to name it the you know fourth? I'm like, yes, tradition and all this other stuff. My wife does not like my name. So I'm like, all right, fine. So we were kind of going back and forth, but we went with Lily uh, just because uh, it was um, her grandmother's name. And we both loved it. We were watching, I think at the time, like How I Met Your Mother. And it was like, oh, Lily, like she's a character. And they're like, oh, cool. And then with the uh, the youngest, they were like, my, my, my wife was like, what about Jordan? You're a big you know Michael Jordan fan. You're a sneakerhead. I'm like, all right. And she was actually born on the 23rd. So it worked out. <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh, those are beautiful names. Well, mine is uh, is Mabel um, Christina, because my brother I, my brother passed away in 2013. His name was Chris, Christopher. So I put the middle name in as a, nice. you know, to sort of have him around um, and always live through him. You. But yeah, Mabel was only came. We didn't, we had a hard time, you know. I had some great names and she didn't like any of them. It's, it, it, that is one of the toughest things. And yeah. When my wife and I were getting married we went through like the whole classes and all that other stuff like the pre-k if you want to call it and we were talking about a bunch of things that we never even thought of and like one of them was the names and it kind of came up there and we're like well we're not there just yet we'll revisit it but we we started the conversation but it is it's a real thing man um, yeah the irony the irony is too we had if we'd had a boy we'd right up boom would have been sebastian we agreed on that one it's right off the bat but we i'm like how about Emily? How about Lila? And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And I didn't like any of those. And this one was just kind of sitting there. It's actually, I didn't even realize this. I was on the show, Joe Pickett and, and uh, one of yes. our cast members, Juliana. Yeah. I just, I don't know why I was, I think I was so much in just trying to process this. I forgot that her daughter's name was Mabel. So maybe that was in the back of my mind. Although Audrey suggested it. I'm like, that's a good name. We, came <laughs> up with, we sort of realized that that's what we agreed on. So Julianne, I did not steal it. I just it just didn't occur to me. But it's a beautiful name, obviously. So. Love it. Talk about some of the values that you're looking to instill into her as she's growing up. Well, you know, it's funny you said about being a girl dad. I think the thing I realize is it actually causes me to go in and 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 and, and think about what it is to be a man and want to be a good man. I mean, I am a good man, but you're kind of thinking that you want to set the example of 
of, of what a good man is, you know, and, and in a weird way, I think that it doesn't need to be a son to teach. I think they can learn from your example of being a good man, of being a good person. I want her to be as happy as she can be. I want her to be confident. I want her to be strong. I want her to know that, you know, mama and papa are always going to love her. I mean, I want her to be the first person to walk on Mars and win gold medals for Canada. I don't think that's too much pressure, but you know, <laughs> cause that's the one, you know, the mother is Dutch. And I said, my only stipulation was she's an athlete. She, she wins the gold medals for Canada. Cause I'm a dual citizen of <laughs> Canada because Canada needs it. You know, she can win the silver medals for, for the Netherlands. She can come and do some silver medals for the United States, but the gold medals, she's going to be Canadian. That was my only stipulation. <laughs> was uh, that but, part of the name negotiation where you're like, all right, we're going to go with her. Yeah. 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 You know, and if, you know, I sort of made the thing about it. Do all the poopy diapers. I'll do all the pee pee diapers, but I realized that, you know, you can't really control that. That was an experience. I'm sure that that was, but yeah, I think, I think that's the thing I, I find myself now thinking about the future, which I didn't do before in a, in a different way, you know, and I, and all these things you get to look forward to. And, you know, I mean, it just makes me emotional to be away that first time they, you know, when she started to just lock eyes, when you feed her and you realize she's starting to figure out who you are and, and this feeling of, and I think it may be an inherent thing in, in men to protect it. I've never really, you know, it's always there, but now it's just like protect, protect, protect and love and, and just make sure that everything that, that, that goes on in this beautiful girl's life is the best it can be, you know? I, and I think I want, you know, I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing I want to instill is kindness and confidence, you know, and, 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 and open-mindedness. You know, all that, all that great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to teach kindness, but you also want to, like you said, teach, you know, the fact that, you know, confidence in her to make the decisions she feels comfortable for and not to like be like some people say like, and it's always like a caveat. And when I talk to some dads are like, I want the, I want to teach kindness, but I don't want them to be a doormat. Right. Like I don't want them to be like walked on, whether it's a boy or a girl, it's just the idea of like, teach them kindness, but also make sure that you have confidence in yourself to be who you are and, and, you know, stand up for your beliefs. So I love that. Yeah. And it, and it's funny. It makes you do think about, you know, I was always thought of myself as, as pretty aware and, and of, of the way the world is and, and how people interact, but even more so now I'm thinking about how is the world going to be in terms of being, opportunities for women and girls and you know and how they're treated in society and the opportunities they have and, and I just find myself thinking more and more about that and it, it just really clarifies so many things I think things are clear I mean a lot of it is what the hell is going on I mean yeah. that first couple of nights you're like what can I send it back because yeah. you know you know can I is there a help number can I call customer service what the heck's going on just but <laughs> It's just the, cl I think there's this weird clarity that I have. Nice. Um, and it's a I think it, 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 it is that moment of clarity and that moment of confidence. Once you hold your child in your arms for the first oh. time, all of that thinking, all of that deliberation, you know, they say that women do the nesting where like guys, you know, dads to be are kind of like walking around thinking about the future. Like you said, finances and like, what am I going to be instilling in her? And how am I going to do all of this? And then as soon as that moment, like I, 
you know, someone was kind enough in the, uh, in the, in the, in the pregnancy room in the nursing room where they took pictures of me holding my daughters and yeah. they could see the smile on my face. It was just like, never had that. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm going to prepare you for something. Cause usually I ask about like dad hacker piece of advice and you can ask like for the super new dads or dads like right to be, but get ready for the waterworks, man. Like I was not that much of a crier here and there, but I remember my daughter, uh, when they were in preschool, made me this thing for Christmas. And I bawled uh, my eyes out and had their I hands on. I was just like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. And my wife was, like, happy, but also like, wow, this is really, like, touching you in a certain way, right? And I was like, yeah, who knew that a piece of paper that was laminated with her, you know, her handprints on there would get me going, but it did. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, I, <clears throat> the other thing, too, I don't want to go into too many details about it, but, you know, we had some, uh, Audrey had some, um, issues at the laborers and, you know, I had to have a couple operations. So I had to jump in and do all of that stuff really fast. Um, which, you know, it, which was overwhelming, but kind of great. But, uh, you know, I, I, I sort of was just forced, I got to go into the deep end and it was terrifying, but also incredible. And it was hard that, you know, she had to go through a lot of physical stuff, a couple of, you know, operations and stuff that was difficult. So I got to tell you though, man, Netherlands, I mean, they, they, they know how to do baby stuff. There's something called the Kramzog. They, if somebody comes to the house for seven, every, for seven days for three hours and just comes and teaches you how to do things, wow. talks to the mother, cooks for the mother, just sort of figures all that stuff out, which is so great. Cause I, I was afraid to put their damn clothes on. I'm like, I'm going to break something. You know, how, how do I, they're, how do I stop the move? I, I can't just grab their, what the hell? I, they're just very calmly said, just put your fingers through the sleeves and open it up and grab their hand. And, but it, it's, it's amazing there. When I was there, I, I got back uh, uh, just about last week, but the doc three, the test, they came to the house, did the hearing test. They came to the house for the, for the, for the medical test. They came to the house just to check up. I mean, we, we could learn a lot from other countries in this country, how to, how to help people when they have babies and how to help women when they have babies, how to help fathers and mothers when they have babies, how to do the whole family. We talk a lot about family in this country, but we do not. I'm hyper aware of the fact that we do not help as much as we could. Yeah. Yep. You, you, so you struck two memories for me. One about with the, the, the people like, you know, the, the hospital coming to check up, right. My oldest <clears throat> born in February, my youngest is in uh, June. So here in the, you know, the States, summer's months, not bad, but where we were living, it was like iced over on these stairs. I'm like carrying her in this carry all going for her first appointment <laughs> while I'm like trying to go on these stairs. I was looking for the most safest way to go up. And then the second thing is you were talking about, like, you were nervous, like you're going to break her. Right. I know. So when I was in the hospital, I was changing the diaper. Like, you know, it's time to go. And the nurse was like, Hey, Hey buddy, it's your turn. It's time to shine. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get in there. And I'm like, so, like you said, nervous. Like, I don't want to break her. The nurse, you know, cause we were talking early uh, before we started recording about sports. She hip checks me. Like she's like you know, a <laughs> hockey player. And she's like, you're not going to break her. She's not a child doll. This is how you do it. And I'm like, I love your bedside manner. Like, no, nurses and doctors are great. Don't get me wrong. Oh. Just the idea how they were giving you instructions on how to do it so you would feel comfortable, that speaks volumes, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, you know, you rely on your friends. You talk to your friends. I mean, I, I'm sure you know this. One thing you learn is it, there's no right way to do this. Everyone's experience is different. You're just not going to know. You can talk to your friends, but everyone's different. You know, Mabel, Mabel likes to cry. I don't understand why. And she's got – doesn't even have, like – 
levels you know if she's a little wet it sounds the same as if we're setting her on fire and i'm just like okay <laughs> you know there's there's one cat killed there's he's killing another cat it's like just like ah! i was like wow you know um but it's it's incredible i mean even even the stuff that you know in hindsight you go what the hell is going on here it's just the most amazing thing yeah you know exactly couple more questions before we get into Tiger's Apprentice. Um, and again, these two things are very, I mean, these questions are very new for you, obviously, but something that your daughter, and I feel like you kind of touched upon it already, but like something that your daughter has taught you either about yourself or about life that you didn't know was there until you became a dad. Well, ooh, I, I guess the thing that, that really brought it out was a whole new level of love, mm. you know, and, and it's, it just opened this whole area that I didn't even really think existed. You know that I think I'd always dreamt about, but I, I think it, it, it. She taught me about. Um, I guess I've discovered a strength in myself. You know, I guess we were talking about that sort of role as a man to be gentle but strong. You know, and, and again, so this is something where you like you're right in the middle, like, or maybe even for dads that are like you know their partner is ready to give birth piece of advice to new dads or soon to be new dads what would you offer to them uh just be patient and be supportive mm. you know and, and just just be there just be there just listen yeah. and just be there and realize that you're good we think we're strong once you get in that room watch watch them go through that i'm like that's that's real strength Yep. you know that uh, that's that's that that was an experience that i'll never forget and it was just so i guess impressed seems like such a small word for it but yeah just 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 listen and just be there to support yeah. it's a big thing our role happened you know to get us there <laughs> and our role on our role is gonna come after and it's a very important one but that's just be there you know. Well said, Patrick. Well said, man. Appreciate that. And again, congrats on your movie, uh, the new movie, The Tiger's Apprentice. I saw it earlier this week with my youngest. We dug it. It's a very family-friendly movie, a lot of great themes to it. You play one of the animal warriors, a dog. Talk a little bit about, like, and, and you've done, I love the work that you do, whether it's for video games or other anime, or voice, you know, animated films and all that. I'm a big fan of voice actors. Obviously, you do both live acting and, and voice acting and all that and for video games. But what about this role appealed to you? Uh, it was just pure fun, mm. you know. I mean, it's it's the way it was written was just a fun dog. I'm a dog person too. I mean, I'm sorry, cat people, but I just don't, <laughs> I I just I don't. What the hell? What do you know? It's not even a contest, you know. I mean, it's I don't. They're 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 cute, but they're not really fun, you know. They where the hell do they where the hell do they go? Where the hell do they come from? Cats. Don't even get me started on cats. So the, to me, that was great because I love dogs. Um, yeah. there, it, what I loved about this project is there was so much fun to just experiment, just try things. You know, I had to sort of figure out how my dog went when it was a little bit of a surfer voice, and you know, and, uh, and I would just have opportunities when I was recording it to just kind of go with like, here's my dog for three minutes. You know, here's here's him scratching himself, and and I think that was the most fun part for me. It's this the um, the chance to play. You know? Yeah. And so, you know, when I've, when I've talked before the pandemic, talk to voice actors, they all be in a room together, they'd be huddling. And then like, obviously now with all the, with, I felt like this once the pandemic, well, 
once people kind of got back to quote unquote normal, right. And people were going back into acting and doing stuff. Mostly people were doing it in like, you know, doing a voice by themselves and all that. So were you able to see the, the animation, were you able to kind of get the feel of what it was while you were, you know, preparing for this role? And did you work with anybody, any of the other actors together or were you just recording it by yourself? Yeah, I didn't get to see the animation initially. Um, but you know, these are long processes. Yeah. So, you know, on, on, once we started doing a couple of sessions, I was able to see it, see it near near the middle or near the end of one of the sessions, and it was it was really great. I mean, that's part of the that's one of the hard things about voice acting is you don't really. It, it's one of the great things because there's a certain freedom. They can always just animate something that you've done, but you don't you'll you'll get pictures sometimes, but you don't often get the animation. And I didn't get to work with anybody in it. You know, most. In fact, every time I've done animation or voiceover, I'm always in that situation where I don't really get a chance to interact off with the other person, most of it solo, which is a whole different kind of experience as well, because you don't know what you can see the lie that they're saying to you, you have someone read it to you, but you don't know how it's going to be delivered. You, you know, you have to be aware of how your how you deliver lines going to affect what they do. So you just have to kind of, you know, go with what the intention is nice. and, 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 and just give the best reading you can so. yeah one of the things or a couple of themes i like it's i think you're going to see this now too as a dad like you're watching movies and my kids were maybe like toddlers and they you know, once they could understand and fathom movies and understand like the concepts maybe you know a little after toddlers but we would talk like what was your favorite part and who's who's your character and favorite character and why right and then we as they get older we start like talking about themes and stuff and for me this is a great family film because it talks about the importance of family and mm -hmm. also that even if it's not your family, you have to learn to count on other people. No person is a rock, right? So those are like, the for me, two major themes I took away from it. For you as the artist, as the actor for this as part of this film, what do you hope families, people in general, when they go see this movie, they'll take away from it? I, I, a lot of that, actually, that, you know, there's family and then there's friends that are also family. You know, and, 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 and it's about teamwork. What I loved is people were just who they were. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, there was a little bit of the bullying in there that, 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 that he took really well, for, for lack of a better term, um, and was still believed in who he was and believed in, in, in himself. And I, I love the fact, too, that it's a story, you know, for me, uh, you know, maybe a, uh, a part of America or a, a part of American culture that not everyone's going to see. Yep. And it, you can, you can see a different part of culture that's part of this country that you don't really see. But also what you realize is the themes are the same, you know, it's it, it, all, we're all the same, you know, wherever we are from the world, it's about family. It's about sharing. It's about integrity. It's about, it's about kindness. It's, it's about doing the right thing. But I think that's also a nice thing is that, you know, some voices that aren't necessarily haven't been heard as much in the media are getting a chance to be heard these days. And I think it's really important, you know? Yeah. No, a hundred percent agree because when you like, man, you're spot on right there because yes, they might look different on the outside, but deep down, like you have that relationship with your grandmother or someone that, you know, maybe that's not your parents per se, your sibling, but you have someone that is going to take care of you. And you might think some of the traditions or some things might be silly. Like, why do you even care about this? Right. Like, I don't yeah. want to look at it. And you made a good point. Like the main character, he was like, got bullied a couple here, but like some of the jokes, like that one bully was like, Oh, you know, say, you know, like, say my grandmother smells like you want me to say your grandmother smells <laughs> it was just yeah. like <laughs> yeah. it was awesome like you can see them he's like 
beating the bully mentally and then all of a sudden like he makes him like wait what and so yeah there's just we and also too in today's society we need to see different points of view different walks of life and that's one of the reasons why i love having this podcast because i talk to dads from all around from different backgrounds and they share what it is most if you if you break it down like the answer is like yourself and other great dads like yourself it's it's the meat and the potatoes are the same but then sometimes the sides are a little bit different but they're still going to get you to trying to be a good dad so yeah love yeah it. also also what i like i think one of the themes i like is is that it, it really pushes that there's more inside of us than we realize. And, and it was all the characters. It was, it was the tiger. Every, I think that's the thing I like about one of the themes I like about that movie is there's inside you, you have a strength, you have, you have a part of you that, 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 that you're not aware of. And I think, like I said, having, having Mabel has, has helped me realize that, you know, yeah. it's opened up a whole part of me that I didn't even, I kind of, maybe I knew was there, but hadn't really opened that door. So. That's fantastic. A couple more questions before we finish off with the father quick five. And again, I appreciate you uh, taking your very generous with your time. So whatever career you're in, there's going to be a certain point where you like reflect and be like, that's where I felt like comfortable. That's why I feel like I made it or that, that moment in my career was so great for me. So for you, man, like people scroll down your IMDb, man, there's a lot of stuff you've been in. Like I said, live acting, voice acting, video games, it's really cool to see you put your, you know, your, your blood, sweat and tears and your heart and soul into certain things. But for you personally, is there a project that you got and you were like, you wanted it so bad, or maybe it changed like, you know, your, your, your acting trajectory, so to speak, but is there one that, and there's probably a few, but is there one that you like to share that like, really, like you felt like this, this helped me so much? Uh, there are a few. Um, I, I'd say it was sort of a series of, of the first one was Master Commander that I, you know, I punched my last time clock at a restaurant to go do that on Mother's Day of 2002, you know, and I've, I've been able to make a living at it ever since then, but that was followed by Sideways and then, and then, um, um, Night at Museum. I think Night at Museum might've been, has a really special place in my heart because that was such a, a big project, um, I had to really sort of dig down and get over a lot of my own fears and insecurities as an actor and, and, and try to find that character. And I was, I, I think there was a big moment there where I, I stepped up and got over my own fears. And I think that's helped me um, um, ever since, you know, and I had to make that language up, which is, you know, really daunting. And, uh, you know, I'm there as this, you know, mid thirties guy, you know, I, I, I was in Vancouver at the time and I'm like, there's Ben Stiller and Robin Williams. And, 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 and what the hell am I doing here? I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I shouldn't be here. Um, and I was able to just, you know, find some, like I said, find something to me. I didn't realize I had it and, and, and do the job. And I was so lucky to have, to be able to work with them, you know? Yeah. And I was really nervous. I was really, really scared. And I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing because I was trying to make this language up. And I had all these doubts in my head about, you know, I, mean, I shouldn't be, I can't compete with these guys. And I'll never forget, Robin Williams just came by one day and said, you know, that was really funny. And I know he did it on purpose. I, I know that he sort of sensed I was afraid and knew that if I would go, well, if Robin Williams thinks I'm doing okay, then I must be. And I, I you know, I, I've never forgotten that because that sort of helped me go, King again, doing all right now. He was an incredible guy. But yeah, that that was a big one. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. Oh. <laughs> that costume was forty pounds of yak fur and leather. 
Yeah, I'll never forget when we were in New York when we first shot the first one. It was minus 20. Yeah. And I walked out in that costume and I didn't move and I was standing still and I wasn't just warm. I was kind of hot. And I'm like, this is going to be a problem. <clears throat> so luckily they took some of the act for out. I mean, it was, but I was like, damn, I, I think I, I sweat so much. I don't, I, you know, you could have, you could have poured it into a bathtub and it would have <laughs> probably filled it up. It was, it was, it was pretty, it was a pretty intense project, but a fun as hell. Yeah, I know you get this a lot, but in our family, man, we love that role that you played as a tail. And like, you know, it's so funny, not funny, but like, I appreciate the honesty, but none of that, like the, you know, maybe the nervousness or just like intimidness or like came through, man, you did such a freaking great job. Like you oh, commanded you. the scenes. Like you said, you weren't with Stiller, you're working with Rob Williams, all of these like great comedians and great comic actors, but like, that's like there are certain feel like there are certain scenes in the different movies, man. I feel like you just stole. Yeah, a lot of that was like just such a a real credit to to the director Sean and and the and the atmosphere he um gave us. He gave me the freedom to experiment, try things, and not be afraid of. I learned that from Ben and from and everyone. You know, I think a lot of that movie was just that's where I learned to kind of experiment, and it felt safe. Right. You know, and Sean Levy just made me feel like I could okay try my try my five terrible ideas to get the great one. And yeah. and that was really fun. So I, I have to really be thankful to be in an atmosphere where I felt safe to do that and the atmosphere that they created to, to let us do that. You know? And if you listen closely, there are some swear words in there because I was making this language <laughs> up. You know, I was like, I, I had to have a little bit of fun. So I would challenge myself and I'd ask people, you know, what word do you want me to try to throw in? Or where do you, what, what what town was your grandmother and born in Eastern Europe? And I try to throw that town in. I think there's a Krispy Kreme in there somewhere, <laughs> you know. But I will say the one the one thing I like about doing that is, you know, I always the best compliment I got is that they showed it to people, and the director said to me that not one person mentioned they couldn't understand what you were saying because I was always in my head thinking what I was trying to say. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just coming out with the words and just sound. I was always trying to think, what the heck's going on here? I'm going to get you or I'm so afraid. And and that that was the key to it, you know. So, yeah. But yeah, if you listen closely, you can you'll find them in there somewhere. <laughs> nice. Now it's going to be a lot of. Ro- oh, a lot of I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll yeah. tell you one. There's there's in the first one when I say Jabak Larry. Yeah. My mother's Chinese Indonesian, but she was born in Jakarta and Jabak means white butt. So that was that was an honor to my to the Indonesian side of my family. And I remember when I did it, everyone was like, What the hell? I'm like, there, you know, no one else is gonna know what it means. So when yeah. I go Jabak Larry, it's wipe your butt. <laughs> That's awesome. Just just quickly yeah. on that, like I must have been awesome, like you know, especially with Rob Williams like ad libbing and just like testing things out. Were there certain days, and again, you guys are there to do a job. I totally get that. You don't want to waste money, but like, were there certain days where you're like, I didn't know how the hell we're going to get through this because everyone's just cracking each other up? Yeah, there were. I mean, I remember on at one point, Ricky Gervais, Ben Still, and Rob Williams were all working together, and I was just like, just call cut because I just want to listen to these guys talk to each other, you know? I'm like, it was a masterclass in comedy. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It, it's 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 always fun, but that one was particularly fun because because of that. So. Awesome. Okay, thank you again for that. We're gonna finish off with the father quick five again. Since your daughter is super super young, it's gonna be like you know in the future of like what do you think it's gonna be? So these are almost like kind of projections, right? So favorite family movie, maybe it could be the Tiger's Apprentice, 
could be whatever night museum whatever but what do you hope that you guys are gonna i'm probably like all the family fi- films you fi- uh you've done you're gonna be like hey check this out right <laughs> yeah you know probably moana you know it'll probably be a little partial night museum movies though i hear there's a hear there's a pretty good actor there playing the <laughs> you know so i think i think it might be that um but i'm looking i'm you know what i'm looking forward to finding out what that is yeah you know that that's the thing i i'm looking forward to finding out what that is so I'll, you know maybe i'll start out with night at museum when she's old enough to... nice. i don't know if that'll scare her though i don't know we'll see that depends on the age and all that uh and i feel like you're gonna be such a great girl dad where you're gonna be like already joking with her already that there's gonna be things that she'll be totally fine with <laughs> so be yeah good. that's true like i said i'm gonna teach her how to swear that's what i'm looking for. <laughs> Nice. Favorite band or type of music you can't wait to in- introduce her to when she gets, you know, oh, the 80s. Nice. REM. REM, nice. greatest band ever. Nice. You know, greatest decade of music ever. 80s. Sweet. 80s. Love it. 80s. Maybe some late 70s. Yeah, the Clash too, but I might well wait till she's a little older. Nice. Yeah, this my youngest. She she plays a saxophone, but she loves seventies music. My oldest like loves pop. They both love Taylor Swift. I think that the whole house were Swifties, but like just the idea of seventies music for like my daughter, my youngest and I like bond over Stevie Wonder and all that other good stuff. So yeah, I think you know yeah you're gonna have you're gonna you're you're doing it right by teaching her the eighties. I love it. Um, My niece, my niece hates the eighties, so she's (laughs) fourteen. So I just blast it in the car and open the windows and go watch this kiddo. Yeah, watch this. Take these broken wings and blasting out this car right now. You can duck all you want, but they're going to hear it. Then I'm going to play Men, Men Without Hats. Just play oh, yourself. Nice. Nice. Yeah, she'll just sink down. So, so have you uh, and your partner have talked about like a perfect family vacation when, you know, your daughter gets to the age where she can appreciate it? You know, probably. We haven't really talked about it because um, we were just talking about, you know, whose turn is it to go change the diaper <laughs> mostly at this point um probably disneyland i mean i i'd i'd like to you know i, I like to cycle so maybe just a nice I, i'm kind of making thinking bike packing but i don't think that's gonna be a good family vacation so i'm i'm probably thinking disneyland i like disneyland nice and maybe the zoo yo yeah is like yeah. so canada like is there like an awesome zoo in canada uh, there, there was always the one in Vancouver, you know, I mean, zoos are a little, they're a little, they're hard because you kind of want the animals to be free, but yep. you know, it no, also helps teach. It also helps, you know, get awareness about it. So true. Yeah. So, so you mentioned, you know, biking and all that. If people follow you on Instagram at I am Patrick Gallagher, uh, they'll see that you love, like, you know, you do have a passion for biking. So is there a place that you haven't biked yet that you'd love to like, you know, take some time and, you know, explore? Yeah, I think I'd, it'd probably be Ireland. I, I I traveled there for the first time a couple of years ago. I'm half Irish. Um, I drove, which fool oh man, that first hour in Dublin was frightening. That that like that other side of the road, that stuff, no joke. I mean, it's it is also true that after the first, once you get out of Dublin after the first hour, it's, it's fine. Okay. Um, I drove. I just sort of got in my car and explored and just drove yeah. where I wanted to go. But I I just thought I would love to ride around this country you know right around ireland and the uk and yeah i'd love to do that so i think one of these days hopefully you know the plan was to bring my bike over there at some point plans change a little bit so i've got even a nicer gift than than a than a bike trip to ireland but that that would be nice nice one day 
props to you for driving in Ireland, man. Like I got even nervous driving when my wife and I were celebrating our anniversary in like San Francisco. I think it was maybe our five year and I was driving up the hills and it wasn't even a, it was an automatic, it wasn't a standard, but I was like spinning out yeah. and we we're like trying to go down that one. I forgot the name of that road. That's like, you know, yeah. I was like, this, what is going on here? So kudos yeah, to you. Driving, man. driving, driving to San Francisco is a whole thing. You know? <laughs> I mean, and I, I know I, I can drive a standard. I, I got the automatic in, in Ireland because it's bad enough the other side of the road, but I'm not trying to shift gears with my left hand. And the gears are in the same place. So you yeah. know how we pull in for one? Yeah. One is out. It's in the same place our gears are. So you have to shift your mind completely. So you got to go out as if we're oh. going to reverse and come down and then go in to go to five. <laughs> and I thought, oh, here's some advice. If you ever go to Ireland um, or to London or UK, somewhere we drive on the side of the road, go to a, try to go to a, a more remote airport because it was the drive it was the driving in dublin that was difficult yeah you know once i got into the city you do figure it out but i was like what this right like the, the first roundabout i just i got lost I, mean, I was just going around a circle i think i hit some poor guy's mirror get all get all <laughs> the insurance get all the insurance and you just bring your car back going sorry man here we go. <laughs> you know you know the big thing too that really struck me i stopped to get gas I'm standing at the gas pump and I'm, I'm just looking. I'm looking for where I put the credit card in. And the guy's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I want to get gas. He goes, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to pay. He goes, I'll just go in. You just you, you just get your gas and you, you they go in and pay afterwards. I'm like, oh, I don't have to pay for it. No, it's Ireland. Just put your gas in. That's awesome. What are you doing? Yeah, and I'm like, well, now where I come from, man, we can't do anything. We have yep. to, so you don't, have, you don't have to prepay. You just just get your gas and go in and pay after. That's awesome. Because I was just standing there thinking, I can't. What am I supposed to do? Just, just get your gas. Yeah. I almost I thought was, you were going to say it was like New Jersey or what's, what's the other state? Um, Montana? No, I don't know. There's like another state besides New Jersey where people like you Oregon. can't help your own gas. What? Oregon. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't like it. I drive to Vancouver a lot. And honestly, I, I time it so that I don't have to stop for gas. <laughs> Awesome. I'm sorry. I'm just like it just takes it just takes too long. Yep. You know why can't I just get my own damn gas? Yep. You know, in this day and age, I don't. Do, I'm not giving my credit card to somebody I don't know. Yep. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much it's. Just, I don't. I don't get it. I don't really get that. So I literally, sorry, Oregon. I'll stop and get like you know Twizzlers and candies and stuff. But I literally time it so that I don't have to fill up in in Oregon because it just and it's weird because when I was a kid, I used to love it. Yeah. Yep. It was all full service and that smell of gas and the person sitting there doing the I always wanted to just wash the windshield. But the first thing I did when I got my car was wash my windshield. Nice. Not as much fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> nice. You know. And uh and lastly, top three words you hope your daughter would use to describe you as a as a dad, what would you want them to be? Loving, there, and kind nice great three words right there people... yeah and and i will teach her how to say you know good swear words but i don't want to say <laughs> that about me it's all yeah. it's all about it's all about the arrangement of the words yes sir the words themselves no how doubt. you say them and when you say them for sure people make sure you follow patrick on instagram and i am patrick gallagher and make sure you check out tiger's apprentice on paramount plus it's a great family film Definitely a lot of great themes like you uh, heard me and Patrick talk about. But again, know you're a busy guy. This was such an honor to chat with you. I wish you and your family continued success. But again, thank you for sharing your fatherhood journey, sir. 
Oh, it was, it's, uh, it was, thanks for having me. It was really, it's, uh, it's really great to talk about it. You know, it helps me sort of put things into perspective too. Cause you know, you know, it's like you're, you need, sometimes it's nice to sit back and realize it and take stock of what actually is going on. No doubt. So it's amazing. So thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. See you guys later. Thanks for checking out this week's edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And also go to artoffatherhood.net. You can have a chance to check out some great articles like the weekly Dad's Doing It Right column, the Collector of the Week, and many more. Plus, you have a chance to win some very cool prizes like video games, collectibles, all that good stuff. Go to artoffatherhood.net. And please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts because I'll greatly appreciate it to get the word out on the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.